Welcome back to Sleeperwire Show. It's Sheehan here to talk about this Amari Cooper trade. Now, Amari Cooper has become a Cleveland Brown for a bag of chips and a firm handshake. And for me, Amari Cooper is still an excellent football player. It's hard to believe that he's only 27. He feels like he's been around forever. He's entering his ninth year in the league and he's not even 30 yet. It's ridiculous. Murray Cooper has averaged 11 points or more in PPR every season of his career, bar one. His indicative metrics were above the 66th percentile in every meaningful category in 2021, yet he only managed two games with over 100 yards. And this is kind of the tale of Amari Cooper, the ultimate in boom-bust fantasy production. Courtesy of my good personal friend, Michael F. Florio at the NFL Network, he's only finished as wide receiver once in his career, and his best points per finish game is wide receiver 15. That's not what you want to see from a premium receiver. And don't get me wrong, Amari Cooper is a premium receiver in the NFL. He is the crispest route runner. I love him. He's one of my favorite players, so clearly I'm biased here. There's more to roster construction in fantasy football than just having the best players week to week. Certainly that helps, but it's not the be-all and end-all. So as far as I'm concerned, Cooper's been an undervalued asset in fantasy football, particularly dynasty football, because you get people trading emotionally and they see the, the lows more than they see the highs. And that's a format where you can do your best to mitigate his bad days with the players around him. And certainly he's been a key element of my dynasty fantasy football teams in the last couple of years. It's worked out well. A little bit different in redraft, but still, as far as I'm concerned... A boom-bust player who can win you weeks, and much better if you can mitigate the ones he might lose you. So Cooper's also a change from the last big-name player they got in Cleveland. His dad's not going to be posting game tape online. He's not going to be complaining about targets. He just shows up, runs his routes, catches the ball, scores points. Easy peasy. Has a tendency to play through injury, maybe a bit more than he should, but you like to see that rather than someone who might sit out for a year. Um, based on a finger injury. There's two things we know about the Cleveland Browns. They want to run the ball. They are convinced by Baker Mayfield. And the two are probably related. And opportunity is king in the world of fantasy football. So at first look, there appears to be a cap on Cooper's production going to a team that doesn't want to throw the ball. Certainly one that threw the ball 100 times less than Dallas last season and at a lower completion rate. It doesn't scream fantasy opportunity. But it's not all doom and gloom. If we dive a little bit deeper, let's have a look at Jarvis Landry. He's probably not going to be a Brown much longer, but he's been a Brown for the last few years and another consummate professional. Landry never saw fewer than five targets in the games he played after he came back from injury in week seven. In seven of those games, he had more than eight targets. Four times, he had more than 10 targets. Amari Cooper only saw eight targets or more four times last season. Cooper only had three games with double-figure targets last season. So although the pure volume is likely to be going down, Cooper's target share could well go up. It doesn't matter if a team's only throwing 25 times a game. If they're throwing to your guy eight, nine, ten times a game, target share is almost as important as target volume when you're looking at these teams that don't air the ball out as much. So Cooper's been fantasy relevant in every season that he's had more than 110 targets, let's say. He's had 130, 130, 119, 130. So if we're looking for 120 targets in a 17-game season, that's seven a week. That's eminently achievable. That's less than what Landry was getting in that stretch. So what we're talking about here is a player who we're anticipating is going to have a lower season, so we see a dip on his price, and yet the opportunity is going to, if anything, increase, the target share is going to increase. And he's going to have the opportunity to score points, so that's what we're after. 
that's enough targets for me to be a top 18 wide receiver. In fact, he might even be a low-end wide receiver one if he gets 120 targets. You never know. That's assuming he plays all season and can do what he wants with those targets. He's also never topped 1,200 yards as a receiver, which, you know, for a guy of his talent is a little bit disappointing. His ADP last season was the wide receiver 17. I suspect will be somewhere in the mid-20s this year. And for me, if he's your uh, wide receiver 4, wide receiver 3, something like that, that's excellent value as far as I'm concerned. He's going to have more weak winning weeks than some of those players you'll be able to draft around him. Uh, So load up on Amari Cooper. If you look at the other players it'll affect, I don't really have any interest in talking about Baker Mayfield because he's not fantasy relevant. Amari Cooper being there is not going to make him fantasy relevant and we don't even know if he's going to be the quarterback beyond this season. There's also a bunch of unknowns about Cleveland, who they're going to bring back, who they're not. I suspect it's going to be Cooper, it's going to be DPJ, uh, possibly someone they draft and maybe a low-end free agent that they add. If we look back at his old mates in Dallas, C.D. Lamb is going to have to carry the weight of the passing game as well as the weight of expectation now. Cooper still commanded most teams' number one cornerback each week, so don't be surprised if Lamb's production doesn't match his draft capital early on in the season. I'm a big fan of C.D. Lamb, but I think we as a fantasy community have been guilty of wish-casting him in that position that we want to see. He's an excellent player. I think he's going to be an excellent player for a long time for the Cowboys, but don't get suckered into him being the guy because I just don't think it's going to happen for him. Um, Or at least he's not going to return that value, as I say, where you're drafting him. Dalton Schultz was a revelation, should still be a mid-tier tight end. Don't get me wrong, that's still a tight end one. Um, We're talking around the the range of like a Dawson Knox, um, Gronk, if he goes around again, these sorts of guys. To me, that's likely overdrafted compared to the value you gain by streaming the position. Many, many times we've talked about um, you want a top end tight end or you want to stream the position for me Schultz is now in that area where you just don't want to be taking a tight end take another player Cedric Wilson should be in line to be the Cowboys wide receiver two might be a cheaper option later in drafts unless they invest draft capital um, or free agency money at the position I, I don't think it's going to be in free agency they'd needed to clear out the salary cap that's why Cooper's gone that's why they're restructuring guys that's why they're Looking to trade guys like Lyle Collins, um, they just can't afford to keep them around. So uh, I think they could go for a receiver in the the early to mid rounds, which might cap Wilson's value. I'm interested in him. Um, obviously, Michael Gallup's still out for most of the season, I suspect. Uh, but if Gallup comes back, we know he's my boy. And if you want a dart throw, then take a crack at Simi Fahoko if you have the roster space in Dynasty. I didn't like a lot of elements of his game coming out of college. I thought he did Davis Mills dirty a couple of times, and Davis Mills probably would have been drafted even higher if uh, Fahoko could hold on to his catches. Me, he's a classic, looks like Tarzan, plays like Jane, but he is a rare-sized speed guy. He's a little bit older than most rookies because Mormon went and did his um, his Mormonry, uh, but... I think he's 6'4", run a, a mid 4'5", or something like that. So big dude, but um, worth a look on your dynasty roster if you have the spot. So that's it. If we're talking about Amari Cooper, more target share, less volume. I think it's actually going to be a good move for him. I think the people of Cleveland are really going to warm to him. Baker's going to love having him. And uh, I think you're going to love having him on your fantasy roster this year as well if he's at the right price. Now, don't forget, you can catch up with everything going on at Sleeperwire. 
on Twitter. Follow us at Sleepwire Show. Chuck us a few bucks on Patreon. You can follow me. As always, I'm at Sheehan Solo. Take it easy.